It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact the team directly, 604-695-LORI, or visit their website at pinkowski.ca. But right now, let's say good morning to Lori. Hi, Lori. Hi, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. How, how are the markets doing this morning? I know they had some good times, but then they've also had some not great times the last couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Well, markets are, have been basically trending higher over the past week since we saw the victory of the Democrats uh, taking over the Senate. Uh, basically, they have a tar- trifecta of political power now. You've got the House, the Senate, and the White House all controlled by them. And why that's important uh, and to markets, really, um, because Biden can get his initiatives passed through a lot more easily. So things such as more stimulus, which he'll be talking about tomorrow, and that's kind of why markets are a bit on hold today, where things are relatively flat because everybody's waiting to hear what he's got to say. Um, Also, like expanded health coverage, which is important to the U.S., um, but infrastructure spending, that's important to markets. Tax reform, uh, though not expected to be a priority with a recovering economy, but basically looking forward, they may look at increasing uh, taxes for certain sectors, certain corporations, so we'll be watching out for that. Uh, But markets have trended higher, and again, a lot of this has to do with the vaccine rollout, um, you see in the States, I mean, they're, they're now talking that they're able to vaccinate 2 million people per day. Uh, it's just mind-boggling when you think how many people that is. And again, for all of us, it's not fast enough. You know what I mean? We're all waiting for things to go back to normal. Uh, and here in BC, as, as we know, I mean, they've administered um, quite a few doses already. But again, we're hearing it's a bit of a slower rollout and there's questions about that. But still, at the end of the day, for from the market's point of view, uh, it's still possible positive things are moving forward. Although we're, we're seeing, of course, increased lockdowns and shutdowns, not just here in Canada, but globally. And so hopefully uh, that starts to kind of get back to normal in the next month or two. And, and you know, my opinion is, is markets are forward looking and uh, that's going to be uh, exciting, uh, you know, things ahead here uh, in 2021. But again, we have to kind of get over this hump that we're in right now. Oh, it sounds like a big hump, though, Lori, with the way things have been going. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, the hump of the vac- uh, vaccine rollout, definitely. I mean, it's it's a huge deal, right? I mean, to they're talking about here in BC being able to vaccinate most British Columbians, you know, I I think first they said September now by the end of the year, who knows, but um, the fact of the matter is that, you know, the vulnerable and frontline workers, if they can get vaccinated rather sooner than later, that's what's going to make a big difference for all of us and for them especially. Mm -hmm. And like I keep saying, I can't wait until my clients, again, most of them are age 60 to 95. uh, So they're in that group. I can't wait till life returns back to normal for them because it's been a huge upheaval uh, over the past year, for sure. Uh, let's talk about the jobs report in Canada. I know that we lost some jobs in December, and that was the first time that it happened since April. So not great news. No, not great news, but not super bad news, I guess, either. Um, it's to be expected when we're seeing, um, you know, increased lockdowns. And so Canada's economy lost 63,000 jobs, which was worse than expected in December and the unemployment rate is about 8.6%. The U.S. economy lost 140,000 jobs, uh, but their unemployment rate remains unchanged at 6.7%. Still a lot better than, say, last March or April. But in B.C., it was interesting to learn that, uh, you know, uh, employment is really at 99% of its pre-COVID uh, level. So, 
Um, what that tells me, I mean, you look at the, you know, the restaurant industry or hotel industry, I mean, obviously lots of jobs have been lost, but it looks like those people have probably found employment in other sectors and other areas and unemployment here in BC still remains at about 7.2%. So, you know, again, going forward, hopefully we see things improve for those that are unemployed, um, you know, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so we'll be looking for that going forward. But again, unemployment numbers in terms of the market's perspective are more of a lagging indicator. Right. So again, we, we know it's going to come, we know it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. But again, looking forward in terms of the market's perspective, things are still looking very good out there. Okay. Now, Lori, let's talk about getting a financial advisor because I had this conversation with one of my kids recently uh, who is at that age now, right? Early 20s, wanting to start putting money away and was asking me all these questions about, well, how do I know? How do I pick the right person? And I thought, you know what? That's a really good question. How do you pick the right person? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, finding the right person is somebody that you're comfortable with. You know, you're asking them questions. They're able to provide you kind of an investment plan on, on you know, what they're going to do with your portfolio when you do become a client. And, and then once you are a client, I think that it's important to always kind of review uh, that relationship with them. And if there's any red flags or warning signs that you could be with what I call a bad financial advisor, there's just no other way to, to kind of put it. And there's been some examples uh, that came across um, late last year that I, you know, like to share with people just so that if they find themselves in this sort of situation, they may want to ask more questions or even find a new financial advisor. So some of those warning signs that I've seen, you know, persuading you into risky or what I call fancy type investments. Uh, so these are investments that may not be clear to you. You know, sometimes hedge funds, they have limited liquidity. Uh, you can only withdraw them quarterly. Like if you want to sell them, you can't sell them. So illiquid investments, um, sometimes mortgage investments out there, they have uh, great incentives. You know, you get a certain amount of income every month or quarterly, but some of those, um, because they're not transparent and because of the way that they're, they're managed uh, for a certain client, it actually basically froze. And so she was getting a normal income for a certain amount of time, but all of a sudden that stopped. Now she can't sell it. Well, that's no good. Um, so again, whether the advisor understood what they were selling or they were selling it because they got an extra commission, that's what you, sometimes I can't see when somebody gives us a call. But right. again, if you're finding yourself in that sort of situation or if you're in a fee-based account and the advisor has bought something for you um, and that they got paid in a, a commission, that's almost like double dipping. So again, that shouldn't happen if you see that in your portfolio. Right. So like, be aware, I guess, of the questions that they're asking you all the time. Like if they're having to convince you to put your money into something, that doesn't seem like a great idea. Exactly. And if they can't explain it in a language that you understand, that's really important. The other warning sign is just a lack of transparency. You know, some advisors aren't entirely forthcoming when discussing fees, unfortunately, or compensation. Uh, either within your portfolio or, or what you're you know, like with what you're holding or with the fees, and so you know it's um, something that we don't want to see. If you want to ask your advisor what your fees are, you should know. For us, you know, when anyone comes on board, we're always doing an investment plan and laying out the fees, uh, so they know exactly what they're paying before they even come on board with us. Um, you know, another is lack of communication, right? To me, I mean, if you had an advisor that you signed up with, and you know, you're thinking you're going to get all the service, and then you don't hear from them in in, in a year, how how happy? would you be? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Not very happy. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. So you want to make sure that you're getting regular communication, um, whether that's, you know, even an email just saying what they're doing with their strategy. 
um, and, you know, how they're evaluating markets and so on, but also regular portfolio reviews or market updates is what we do. Um, and again, you want to see that you're talking to your advisor at least semi-annually, um, if not annually, and, uh, and more for some people, right? Some people need more communication, and yeah. you should be having that conversation before you're signing up with a financial advisor. But if you notice the communication is kind of, um, you know, not what you thought it was going yeah. to be, then have that conversation with them for sure. That's a great idea. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi, and I look forward to talking to you again yeah. next week. Have a good week. That's Lori Pinkowski. She's the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact them directly, 604-695-LORI. Visit their website at pinkowski.ca.